me on the mic, though. <laughs> we here. We here. We here. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Isaac. And I'm Nadia. And welcome to the table where everyone gets to take a seat. It's been so long. It's been forever and a half. Since we talked to y'all, but I see Nadia literally every day. I pretty much hate every day I don't see Isaac. So I try to make that minimal like one to two days a week max. (laughs) But Isaac's leaving me tomorrow, so we're going to be upset. Oh, wow. You were gone for a week. Yep. At your conference that you talked about on the podcast, so you have to tell everybody about your conference. Oh, okay. So this is my thing of the episode. Actually, there are so many things happening right now, but <laughs> let's catch it. Let's catch everybody up. Okay. So I went to New Orleans mm-hmm. for a week for Tableau conference. I work for Tableau. In case you didn't know, I'm in tech, and we had our we had our annual conference in New Orleans this year, which was awesome because it was a free trip to New Orleans. Um, and I got to meet all sorts of wonderful people because apparently, if you leave Seattle. You meet nice, warm, welcoming people. Didn't realize how cold it was here <laughs> until every one of my Lyft rides was a joy. Like, it was a pure joy. I made so many friends just by calling Lyfts to take me to the next location. And everybody was so sweet and would tell me a little piece of, like, history and their story. And most of them are born and raised in New Orleans. And I was like... Y'all are the realest people. And they'd be like, what's Seattle like? And I'm just like, it's not like this. Like, I, I feel like I gave Seattle a bad <laughs> a bad name. Because I was like, oh, there are great things. But it's not like this. So don't leave here. You don't want to leave here. You want to stay. I might join you. Like, there was a lot of conversations about, like, how could I make it down here with all of y'all? We should move to New Orleans. I feel like that'd be just a positive vibe. It was the best. I went to a really like, amazing funk show. I tried to censor myself just now. I could say fucking amazing funk show. But I was trying not to say that word. Um, <laughs> I went to a bunch of jazz shows because there's just jazz everywhere on Frenchman Street. So we just wander in and out of bars and like enjoy a live music from really talented musicians. I love that. I went to this amazing backyard like wine party. Like You go inside and it's like a little mini mart and then you buy your wine. You can buy meats and cheeses that they'll then arranged on a plate for you um and then they'll open the bottle of wine and then they're just like glasses in the back and you just go sit at one of the outdoor tables there's string lights everywhere there's live music and you're just literally at a backyard party it's the best i just kind of wish we could have a backyard party here but it rains all the time so there's the time. no chance for that to ever happen all the time i looked <laughs> my cutest i've looked in a long time because i was able to wear like a romper or like dresses and things that bring me joy and not oversized sweaters and just jeans every day. Okay, pause. Don't hate on oversized sweaters. They I love also o- bring us joy. I wear oversized sweaters like seven times a week probably at some point of the day. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be nice if I could also wear my cute little romper here? Because it looked so good on me. It did. And I, can I can't that. wear that until probably late June here. So that is that. Um, what other things happened at the conference? I did um, I did a lot of work for the marketing team. I helped them with social media. So I got to interact with a lot of customers mm-hmm. and ask them about why they come to conference, why they love um, data, which is pretty cool. If you don't know Tableau, it has everything to do with data. So look it up. I don't want to explain it here because I don't want to talk about my job that much. I just want to talk about New Orleans and okay, beautiful Okay, you're missing the most important thing that you did. What did I do? You saw Big Frida. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, for context, I'm really sick right now. <laughs> and this conference happened two weeks ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. But I, I saw Big Frida and it was like the most 
incredible experience that me and my coworkers had together. And at one point, she was like, we need volunteers for the stage. And everyone in my group pointed at me, and I was like, listen, <laughs> we are at a work event. <laughs> not big freedom. And I need to keep people. a job. <laughs> and I would have way too much fun on that stage. <laughs> like, I was looking around, and I was like, if anybody from my job goes up there, like, they're taking a risk. They're taking a risk, but I I respect that. Um, it was it was phenomenal. I talked to an exec recently, and he was just like, "Big Frida," and I was like, "Was that your first experience with Big Frida?" And he was like, "Well, I saw a video before before I went to New Orleans because I wanted to see what <laughs> she was about." But holy shit, <laughs> like he was living. He loved it, and I'm just like, Big Frida brings joy to everybody. I just can't believe that you were in New Orleans yeah. with the queen of bounce music. Right in front of her. Like, I was at the front of the stage because so I jealous. had to be there. And I we made sure. Because she went on at, like, like, 10 minutes till 8 or something. So, like, I had my Sazerac in hand, and I grabbed my friends, and I was like, we're going to the front before it gets crowded, before people realize what's happening. Because I was looking at the schedule. I knew <laughs> when she was going to be there. <laughs> it was great. And then also Trombone Shorty, who... Mm-hmm is also from New Orleans, was incredible. And all of his musicians were incredible. And, like, I had my whole life. My feet hurt so bad that I had to take my heels off mid-show. <laughs> I, but I brought sandals in my bag. So my friend Katie, shout-outs to her for doing this, like, held me up. Like, I had my arm around her while I took my heels off. Everyone around me looked at me like I was crazy. But my feet were, like, hurting so bad I thought they were bleeding. So I took my heels off and flipped on the the sandals and I kept dancing because that's the kind of respect Trombone Shorty deserves. It was it was one of the best shows I've ever been to and this was like a corporate conference so I was really kind of confused, surprised, delighted. And you know, just um yeah, I had the time of my life in New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I can't wait till I go back. Uh, me and Isaac are going to go to Essence Fest next year. I'm just speaking it into existence. No, just let these people know like, <laughs> because we're going. <laughs> we're going to go. Hope you guys meet us there. Hang out with us. Because we'll New Orleans time. is bomb, and then we'd be at Essence Fest. Like, there's just no losing. Um, so that's my update from there. And I also went to a Black Women in Tech conference. Yes, you did. Oh, man. Where you also met. I didn't meet Lettucey. Okay, look. You're just over here meeting famous people. I didn't meet her, but... <laughs> She was at the conference. She talked about her new book. Um, and there was a Q&A. And I was live tweeting the event because I had gotten back from New Orleans the night before. And I would gotten back to my apartment at like 1 in the morning. So I was like, if I live tweet this entire event, I have notes from this event. Oh, that's Because so my brain was not able to hold on to a lot. It was like holding on to something. Next session, I lost everything else. So, so yeah, I was live tweeting Lettucey. And she retweeted me and liked all my posts. And... Um, and then followed me on Twitter because I'm the realist. You are, you are. But she was wonderful. And she even sang at the very end. Oh, and God, we all kind of just collapsed into ourselves with just like, oh, my God. We know she sounds beautiful, but like live, she sounds even more pure and more beautiful. And she just like doesn't give a fuck about other people. Like mm. she just wants to do her thing. And she's just out there like taking care of her mom and just like making sure her mom's doing her own thing. I don't know. There was just a lot of beauty in how she was just like, do it for yourself. Learn the lesson and go. Move on. And do, and do something else. And I'm just like, she's right. She's right. That's how I need to approach life. I just need to like get through the shit that happens and then just move on to the next thing with my bad self and just like move forward. Like, there was a lot of that. There's a lot of positive, like, energy in my last two weeks just from a lot of black women. Right. So, um. That's usually how it goes. There's a lesson in that. Right. 
Mm. Honor and treat your black women well. Like the goddesses that they are. Exactly. Well. Those are my things. Nadia did all these cool things while I had to sit here and slave at work (laughs) by myself. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. I didn't have the worst time. It was like worse than usual because Nadia wasn't here, but it was okay. It was was hard for me. I honestly couldn't enjoy things as much as I would have wanted to if you were there. (laughs) Every once in a while, I would just text Isaac and be like, miss you. You should be at this event. You should be here. I looked for you here and you weren't there. (laughs) It's like you should have just teleported in. I don't understand why you couldn't come. I don't know why your job didn't pay you to go to this tablet I conference. I had two beds in my hotel room. You could have been in one of them. It was just empty and cold and sad. Yeah. I looked at it longingly. <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, so while Nadia was away playing in New Orleans and meeting Lettucey and all these famous black women, um, I was here and I helped... Our dear friend Sam do a music video, but not a music video like he sings music and it's a music video, music video. Like (laughs) it's a video of him doing choreographed dancing that he made with a group of his his friends, which I posted on my Facebook page, but we can post it on the Table Podcast Facebook page and all over the socials, which shout out to Sam for being as creative as Sam is. Um, But it was literally the funnest experience I've ever had in my life. I don't know why setting up lights and being like, Y'all need to step two feet to the left to explain, like, spacing and stuff like that. It was just, like, super fun. And, you know, we might be working together in the future doing other projects. So that was super dope. Do it. It's called Voodoo. It's so cool. And I went to the Voodoo Museum in New Orleans. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Nadia. It's about me again. We know you went to New Orleans. It's about me again. And... (laughs) It was it was cool. I'm I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna talk about it. There was a lot of cool stuff in this museum, though. People were just like leaving offerings in the museum. Like, I just can't. The spirits were there with me. Anyways, back to you. I can't. I had the best time of my life. (laughs) I'm just here. I was actually miserable when I showed up to the studio today because I'm so sick. I'm declining quickly. But just thinking about New Orleans has put me in a great ass mood. I'm just happy that New Orleans provided that for you. Thank you. Um, But also, outside of that, which I just had to shout out that experience, but definitely go check out Voodoo on the YouTubes. It's dope. It's really cool. And literally, like, the outfits and everything that was created to, like, make it, it was, like, so much fun, like, working in costuming and stuff like that. But, like, Sam is one of the most creative people I've ever met in my life. And, like, the things that he sees and the vision that he has for his art is astounding. Like, oh, my gosh. Anyway. Yeah, we'll post it on our Facebook. Yes, we will. We cool. Because I was going to say, voodoo is probably not <laughs> easy just to track down if you yeah. YouTube voodoo. It's a voodoo, uh, Sam Ahmed. It's Sam, S-A-M, and then Ahmed, A-A-H-M-E-D. Yeah. There's only one A in Ahmed. No, but it's both. It's two A's when you, on his stuff, it's two A's. Wow, did not know that. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Thought it was your government name. Thought it was your government name. Next time we record, though, I have another thing, but it's going to be a thing that continues, so that's why I don't want to just talk about it today because we've already spent all this time talking about all these things. But next time I want to talk about the fact that I just started volunteering in a juvenile detention center. And today was the first day with the kids, and wow, it was such a good experience. Welcome to the world. that is what we'll talk about soon. Yeah. So we should get into what we're going to talk about. 
today. on today's podcast, which if you haven't joined us before, we have a tentative schedule that we do not keep track of Mm-mm. because we don't know how to keep track of time. But we try to anyway because it's important. We even write it down. Yep. So <laughs> we have Dig In where we talk about something in pop culture, um, which is actually the greatest song that I've ever listened to in my whole entire life. Um but we'll get there. Full disclaimer, we'll I have not. <laughs> I have not. I mean, I did today for a moment, and I thought, I'll pass. So we'll talk about that <laughs> pretty soon. And then we're going to do the Grown Folks Table, where we talk about the topic of the day. Yes. Which is going to be related to the song, but it's basically we're talking about breakups. Oh, no. Sadness. Oh, my God. Ah. <laughs> And then, who made the baked beans? Mm, I See, I changed it. I changed beans. it this time. It's not sweet potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me about that the other day. They were like, remember that time you guys were asking who made the sweet potato salad? I was like, that was Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted pie. And he decided. Yo, and then I actually found a recipe for sweet potato salad. Is it bomb? No, it's probably disgusting. I would never. I like sweet potato everything, though. Mm, I don't know if I wanted my salad. Like you put sweet potatoes in a salad, or maybe it's a grain bowl. Mm-mm, it's not a grain bowl. You oh, put sweet potatoes in a salad. And the dressing. I mean, the See, dressing. I was trying the... to make it like real nice. Yeah, no, 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 no. And then um, we have <laughs> can I get a to go plate where we wrap things up and we talk about Daniel, who we haven't talked about in a very long time. No, we we missed dearly. Him. We missed him so much. <laughs> we haven't seen him so. <sighs> yeah, lots there. Lots there to unpack. But we gonna get into it. We Next. gonna get into it. No. So, Nadia. Yes, Isaac. Um, have you heard of the song called Thank You, Common X? Absolutely not. So, there's this person out here in the universe. Her name is Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. <laughs> I've been calling her Ariana Grande for too long. I just don't listen to her music. Which I don't understand why. She literally produces all kind of bops. She's the queen of the gay. <laughs> She's the queen of the babes. She's the queen of everyone. She's not the queen of my world. I mean... I'm the queen of my world. That's fair. And I want you to center yourself and everything that you do because that's important because black women never get centered in a lot of things. And also Ariana Grande should be at least next to you. She could be somewhere like down the street. Mm. As long as you listen Just to the Just on the same on the same block as me. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like in like in viewing distance or like like There's some people in front of her. Oh damn. <laughs> so I can't see I can't see her. But she's there and I know she's there. And we always communicate. Oh. To make sure, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. So anyway, Ariana Grande is one of the top female pop vocalists in the game at the moment. Yes, that's true. And she just got out of a engagement with Pete Davidson, who is an SNL personality. He's really, really fucking funny. But like... It was all super controversial how quickly they got into the relationship and they got broken up. And like, I thought it was fake because she put a song out on her album called Pete Davidson. And I was like, girl, what? <laughs> if you can't break up with somebody, you put him in a fucking album. That's like commitment. As soon as you put them by name in your album, you name a song after them. You can't leave them. You have to marry them and then stay with them till the end of time. Beyonce literally has not done that yet. She's not ready. She's not going Nobody to. wants that kind of commitment. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody, Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. So Ariana. I was like, okay, they broke up. I don't know what how she's going to bounce back from this. Like, this is going to be wild. And then, lo and behold, Saturday, right before SNL drops, she drops a song 
called Thank You Next. I love that you follow her this closely. Keep going. I stand Ariana Grande. What I learned recently is what you call a black person who stands Ariana Grande is a mocha grande. And I think that's cute. You a mocha grande, boo. What? Anyway. So. I'm not. <laughs> In fact, what would we call somebody who does not stand, a black person who does not stand for Ariana Grande? Living. I am living. I, I am. You're right. All right, just, let's move on. Yeah, 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 we can move on. <laughs> like we don't even need to get into that. You're right. You're right. So, anyway, so we're gonna jobs. we're gonna first go through this like lyrical breakdown because yeah, the thing yeah. is Ariana Grande not only in Thank You Next just called out all her like past exes, mm. but gave me the like fuel to be like, mm, I don't need nobody because all I need is myself. And that's literally what this song is about. I can respect that vibe. It's a really good vibe. Honestly, I'm on that vibe right now. I don't need anybody. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Relationships are just stupid. <sighs> yes. Just this ginger tea. That's all I need to get through this day. Yes. So <laughs> in the first verse, Ariana basically calls out all of her exes. She calls out Big Sean first. Mm, gotta start big. Gotta start big. And then she was like, her and Big Sean were in a match. I don't know who Ricky is, but... Um, Not Ricardo, though. I don't know, but she doesn't listen to laugh at him anymore. <laughs> she doesn't do that anymore. And then she almost got married to Pete. Mm. And clearly that didn't work out. I love that this is just so recent. And then she's like, I almost got married to Pete. As if it was something that happened like two years ago. Nah, fam. It happened literally last month. Like a month. Yeah. That's cold. Two months ago, I think, maybe. But anyway. This is some shit I would do. Yeah, you'd have to you have to be consistent. Yeah. You have to go through your you gotta growth be relevant. quickly. You got to be relevant, relevant. and relevant. you got to grow fast. Grow fast. I mean, that's the whole entire goal, right? Is to grow as quickly as possible so you yeah. can benefit and be your most, most authentic self in the world that we live in. That's like a goal. I don't know if speed is really part of the goal. I mean, it's really, you got to move Authenticity through is it. the goal, but you have to be, I would want to be authentic as quickly as possible. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like some, you miss some stuff if you just try to move past it real fast you know i mean we can get into this with the grown folks table i guess yeah we'll get there we get there there. but like you gotta soak in that you gotta soak in the despair a little bit just like a little just just dip it (laughs) just dip in (laughs) dip into despair put your big toe in Ooh, nice (laughs) speaking of despair um (laughs) the last lyric was she wished that she could thank um our homie in the sky who? Malcolm. So, um, <laughs> Mac Miller. That's who she's talking about. Malcolm. Malcolm is his government name. Mac Miller. Malcolm Miller. Wow, R.I.P. That's so sad. Yeah, but she said, um, thank you to Malcolm. Because he, was, cause an he angel. was an angel. That's the most beautiful thing. <sighs> it messed me up. Messed me wow. up. Anyway. That's a lot to think about right now. <laughs> so then, she was like, one taught me love, one taught me patience, one taught me pain. And I was like, girl, is it in that order? Oof. I need to know the tea. She's got to expand. I just need to know the order just of that. Just a follow-up blog post, Ariane. I just, I just <laughs> need more information. I mean, I don't need to know everything, and no. I feel like, I feel like it's unfair for me to ask for more. But also at the same time, girl, give me the tea. Give me more. Give me the tea. Give me more. And then she was like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you." Next, next. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Thank you. And then the second verse rolls through, right? Yep. And yep. she's like. You know what? I found somebody new. And you know, when I first listened to it, I was like, damn, she moves on fast. That's quick. 
Too quick. Like, you've been out there for a month. Somebody scooped you up. Already. I mean, she's Ariana Grande. People she's be cute. scooping. Scoop, scoop. Scoop. Scoopity scoop. Scoopity scoop. Huh? Scoop boop. <laughs> Shout out to Kanye West for uh, literally a lyrical masterpiece. Honestly, I hate you. I'm going to put that on the waves. <laughs> I hate you, Kanye, but, mm, that, but that song good. stuck <laughs> with me. <laughs> Let yourself up on your feet. Let's get it. Okay. That's like right. a lot. Anyway. Right. But then she's like, I got, and her name is Ari. And I was like, she's talking about herself. <laughs> Unless she found someone named Ari. Mm-mm. Which would be too coincidental. It's too meta. I don't need that. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Mm-mm. So anyway. She goes on and she talks about how she's moving on and how she eventually wants to get walked down the aisle. And it's just like this powerful ballad. But too it's much. not really a ballad. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's a bop ballad. <laughs> and I'm into it. It was literally iconic. And I just feel so much about it because, you know, when you think about, like, breaking up with people, you sit and you mourn and you, like, think about it. But then you're like, Cry. I got to move past this. Eat some cake. Mm. But, like, I've never in my mind ever been like, mm, thank you. Next. Like, I've never been in never? that headspace with like, anybody. Like, you never get to that point? Because that's, like, for me, that is the stage you get to. After all the bullshit. Like, there's the self-loathing. Yeah. I think we all know that part. There's, like, the anger. Oh, like, why that's my you favorite ever? part. That's my favorite. You did this to me? When I get to that place, <laughs> I'm ready to destroy things. I love that place. It's like you stopped crying long enough to d- realize that you're a bad bitch. And mm. suddenly you're a bad bitch and no rules apply to you. And so you think that destruction is the only option. Then you get back to the realness of life and you realize... That's not constructive. Mm-mm. That's not going to help you. It's not going to help the people that, you know, who's living in the building you want to burn down. Right. Like, got to check yourself. And then you go through a little bit more sadness. You go through your, like, little hotation phase. You know, you just be switching it up through people. You I feel through. like we have a different process. Okay. And then, <laughs> like, <laughs> your phone be blowing up. You just want to silence it. That's where I'm at right now. And then you get to this place where you're like, you know what? Thanks. But next. <laughs> See, that's why. It's like, I love that. That's my favorite part because that's when you really like move into some good shit. Yeah. I guess but that's like, a long, I mean, for me, it's a long process. Actually, it depends on the person, but it's it's been a long process. We'll get into that. But the other, the, the like previous situationships, I should call them. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. I'm always like, oh, this is so sad. This is so sad. And then it's like one day magically, I'm like, mm, thank you, but next. Like, I, it's just weird, but it like clicks all of a sudden. Yeah. I think that's, like, also where I'm at most of the time. I think, like, thank you next is, like, that stage I get to what I kind of, like, reconcile with myself. Like, oh, these are the things that you brought to the table. These are the things mm-hmm. I've learned from you. I can do those by myself. Bye. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, my, my version of the song is I can do that by myself. Bye. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Mine is, like, thank you for teaching me that I hate all this other shit. Now I won't put up with that. In the next relationship, thank you. Next. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like it was a learning experience and that I learned that you're annoying as fuck. <laughs> Your expectations are out of whack and our values aren't aligned. Thank you. Next. Wow. Like, it's good. It's like learning from the bullshit to help you not encounter bullshit going forward. And that's why the song is so iconic. Yeah, I didn't I realize just love it so I much. liked the song. Until N- now you have to actually listen to it. Now you can sing along to it and be like, boom, this I is will. it. <laughs> that's good. It'll be great. Thank you, Ariana. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> maybe you can move up on the block. <laughs> maybe she can maybe she can go down the street. Just a little bit. Just a little, she's closer. She's, she's a little, little bit closer. A little bit closer. Wait, who's she between? 
Oh, uh, oh no, oh, no. Like, never mind, never mind, never mind. I don't want to do it. We'll think about it. If that's a real, if that's a pressing question, somebody could ask us for, yeah, for our listener questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for now, I'm hold on to that for myself. Welcome to the grown folks table. <laughs> <laughs> that intro was my favorite thing of the whole entire. I'm not really good at intros, but, but it was it was great. It was I felt great. like I wanted great. to contribute there. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. So here at the grown folks table, we're here to talk about breakups. Oh no! So this is what was happening. I was listening to Thank You Next. <laughs> You're very upset. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to do this today, but all right. right. So I was looking, I was like listening to Thank You Next, and I was like, yo, like the way that Ariana got through this is wild. Like, I don't know how anybody could process through this kind of stuff so quickly. That was too fast. That's been a month. And so somebody tweeted, I was like, I wish I had Ariana Grande's therapist because this girl got through this quickly. And then Ariana quote tweeted it and was like, Yo, my therapist is pretty bomb. Yes. Um, but here's the thing, like, everybody should go get a therapist and all this other stuff so you can process through, like, whatever you're going through because this world sucks and blah, 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 blah. And, like, thinking about, like, breaking up in general, like, from things in the world that's going on that we live in, like, you break up with a lot of people and it doesn't have to be a relationship. It's just all breakups people. all the time. Yep. And so I was like, you know— let me do some little bit of research mm-hmm. and look at, like, the psychological effects of breakups and, like, stages of breakups and things like that. And so, like, <laughs> Nadia literally just, like, fleshed out, like, stages of breakups of, like, this is my process and how I get through it. But my process. we need to just, like, dive in and talk more about breakups because I know that everybody breaks up with everybody. Not everybody. I mean, like, I'm not breaking up with you. Not yet. <gasps> I mean, yet. Just, you just said everybody breaks up with everyone. I just felt like I needed to... <laughs> But I Clarify, mean, like, I have no plans to break up with you. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not think about it at all. But, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody, like, okay, like, well, no, that's not, I was going to say, you know, I'd never break up with, like, my mom, but, like, we'd be going through shit sometimes. <laughs> this is the thing, like, you could break up with literally anybody. Temporarily, Temporarily, too. like, break, like, taking breaks. Like, mm-hmm. it's not breaking up, but it's taking a break like in Ross some kind of way. Like, Ross on Friends. Yeah, right, right. You take a break. And so, like, things like that. But... What I really want to talk about, my first question, mm. is what was the worst breakup you ever went through? And it doesn't have to be relationship-wise. It could be, like, job-wise, like, breaking up with a job, maybe breaking up with, like, a state like Kansas. Um, <laughs> no tea, no shade. Um, <laughs> Best breakup of my life. Well, Living. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> But, uh, like, break up with anything. Honestly, <laughs> just, like, the worst breakup I ever went through was the breakup I just went through. <laughs> oh, that's right. Relationship-wise, it was the worst breakup. It was I was in love with my ex, and he broke up with me. And, and, I, and there was, like, a lot of my friends who were like, we could just say that you broke up with him. Like, nah, I don't. No, I don't care. He broke he broke up with me. I was devastated. I loved him. Um, there's a lot of reasons we should not be together. Mm-hmm. And I learned this over the past couple we broke up in like july so i've learned Mm -hmm. this over the past couple months but at the time i wasn't ready and um and we'd gone through so much emotional shit together and just a lot of stuff that wasn't even related to our relationship that like i felt like i was carrying his trauma all the time so it was like breaking up with him and also breaking up with a few realities that i was living in Mm. and i also like it was just like and i like i've spent majority of my time in Seattle with him like not physically with him because we had to have kind of a long distance relationship but like 
with him like every day, talking to him every day, hours. So a lot of my experience in Seattle was with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of jarring because I was like, wow, completely new reality in this place that I've lived in only for two years. And um, and I have to do that without him now. Mm. So it was it was really hard. It was really, really awful. <laughs> I went home immediately. Like after the breakup, I was like, I'm going to go home because I can't take care of myself right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody to have to take care of me like this except for my family. So my mom took care of me. <laughs> For a few days, she kept the wine flowing. She let me cry a lot. She let me tell her about everything. She didn't even know I was in a relationship before the phone call telling her I was breaking up. I broke up with my boyfriend. So um, God bless her. And um, and my dad for fronting the money to send me home yeah. just because he knew. he like My dad doesn't like to know any details of my personal life, but... He knew if I was calling and I was like, send me home. He was like, okay, she needs she needs the help right now. I'm not going to ask questions. I'm going to send her home. Um, and then I got back. And then I went through the phases of like, we should still be friends. Mm-hmm. We can still maintain some kind of relationship. What if we could get together at a later time? All that bullshit. I went through all of it with him. You know, he was like, oh, I'm just not sure. Yeah, we should be together. No, we shouldn't. It was like... Both of us being our wishy-washy selves, him being manipulative, kind of abusive ass that he had been. Mm. And I didn't recognize until we were, quote-unquote, friends. And, uh, <laughs> and like, I finally, like, like, about a month out of, like, zero contact and life is so much better and life is wonderful. And I'm just on the, like, the up and up and almost to my thank you next phase. Mm-hmm. Almost. Not quite there. But, like, definitely was the worst breakup I've ever been through. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that was the worst breakup of my life so far. My fun 27 years. Mm. Okay. Living. <laughs> so my breakup is not a relationship breakup. Okay. Are you ready for this? This is a ride. I'm not sure. So. <laughs> I don't think I'm prepared. I think, like, now looking back on it, I can, like, say that, like, in that situation, there was a lot of factors and a lot of things that were going on at the time. I was very much, like a person who wasn't healed yet. And so I was going through a lot of things and doing a lot of stuff that was harmful for other people, and I recognize that, and I can put that into perspective in this conversation that I'm about to go on. But I broke up with my friend group my sophomore year of college. Okay. So I had this group of friends who I hung out with all the time, cool people, um, and... Towards the end of, I think, the first semester of my sophomore year, we were like something had happened and it caused a lot of drama. And I was in the center of the fold because, you know, I'm at the center of all drama because I'm a dramatic ass bitch. You should be at the center of everything. But not drama. I shouldn't be (laughs) at the center of drama. But you'll be there. But I might be there. Um, And so I was there and I was causing like all of this turmoil and there was like a lot of he said, she said stuff. But Mm. basically, the group of friends, like it was like six people decided, "Mm, we're not going to talk to Isaac anymore and like literally I was sitting at a table full of them and they didn't like they didn't acknowledge that I was there Mm. like didn't acknowledge that I existed at this table and it broke me like I have had like relationship breakups that like break me in this way but it was like one of those things where I was like this is six people and they don't give a fuck about me when yesterday they were like we love you to death like it was like the most roller coaster of emotions and like hatred it's like I went through that cycle of like emotional things so quickly I was like I was like, oh, my God, I'm so angry, but I'm sad because I get why they don't like me because of all these things that are going on. But, like, also, it's not my fault. Like, it was, like, all, like it was just, like, the fluctuation of, like, like feelings and emotions. And I was just, like, uh, my, like, I'm spiraling and, like, my PTSD was kicking in. Like, there was so much happening at once. And then eventually, like, 
I can, I still like follow these people and we're still like friends of some sort on social oh, media and God. we still k- check in sometimes and we'll like, like comment under th- each other's pictures and be like, oh my God, you look so cute. You're doing so well, blah, 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 blah. But you know. What? Why do you even do that? Because the thing is, <laughs> and I, like, I've been thinking about this a lot around um, relationships and things like that is like. I don't want them to have power over me anymore. And that was my big thing whenever I got into my junior year and then my senior year was that they can still see me. They still follow me. They still know what I'm doing. They didn't block me on anything. Mm -hmm. So if I look like I'm doing good, maybe they'll come back. And maybe when they come back, I could be like, no, I don't want to be friends with you. Because that's how, that's who I am. You know I'm petty. You know how petty I am. That's petty as fuck. Mine is like, I don't want them to have power over me. So like, I'm just going to forget they exist. Bye. Mm -mm. I want them to know that, hey, look, I'm doing good without you. I just want me, I just, I you know what I like? Song. <laughs> this is what, this is what, this is in my hopes and dreams and my prayers. Okay. I, <laughs> in my social media fantasies, it's like I'm not friends with certain people on Facebook anymore, but I pop up in their friends' photos. I know I do. <laughs> because like I'm friends with so many people from back home and there are certain individuals who, <laughs> <laughs> Who the broke up with me. Made. The face she just made. <laughs> Who broke up with me. This is a friend. <laughs> Trash-ass friend. Who broke up with me. And I was like, you racist. It's fine. And she's still friends with a lot of my friends. Some people who know better unfriended her. Um, others. We'll get there one day, I hope. And I know that I show up in like on their posts and in photos. And I'm like, I hope that every time my name comes up, it haunts you. I hope you've, like, learned enough about yourself and the way that the world works that you're like, wow, I really messed up. I really did her dirty. I should have understood that I'm a racist white asshole Mm. because that's Uh, how I, mm. you know, like, that's how I was brought up. And I should have confronted that within myself instead of lashing out and making her feel bad about her blackness Mm. and her beautiful self. Mm. That's what I feel like they do every time (laughs) I pop up. in anybody else's social media? I hope so. That's, Mm. That's my dream. And whenever I think about that, you know, I just like take a sip of my red wine and I just smile to myself. Because you know you're doing better. Because I know I'm doing better. I'm doing so good. And I'm just like, you still back there. Mm. You're still trying to figure shit out. That's real. I mean, I'm still trying to figure shit out here, but. <laughs> but you're starting to figure it out back there. But I'm like, you know, I've, I've leveled up. I've leveled up and level I'm figuring up, shit up. up. I feel level like. Up. Level up. Level up, level up. That's I important. love Sierra. I love that's important. Oh, it's such a good yeah. song. But anyways, Anthem. that's the that that was a breakup at the time that was really hard too. Like maybe a few years ago, I would have been like, that was my worst breakup because it was a friend breakup. It was jarring. Mm-hmm. Didn't see it coming. But you know, the more I moved past that, and also like my breakup with New York, like I tried to live in New York for a second mm-hmm. and was like, places, Ugh. bye. And I broke up with it, and it devastated me. Like those two breakups, those are other ones that are contenders. Like they're like runners up for worst breakups because mm-hmm. at the time. Of both of those, it was, like, devastating to me. And I went through, like, horrible depressions over it because I was like, something must be wrong with me. But the more I moved past it, I'm like, nah, you just learned that you didn't like that shit. Yeah. And it wasn't important at all. Exactly. You can drop it and move on very quickly from it. Okay, so that leads me into my next thing. Because I have an ex who I still, like, communicate with. We're still pretty close. And so I wanted to know... Which, like, this ex would be, like, the most traumatic, like, breakup I've ever had in my whole entire life. Mm. Um, which I broke up with her. Um, which, you know, I'm, I'm a monster. No, you're not. I, I, I personally... No, you're not. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> it's just not true. It's not true, it's not true. Like, but we broke up. Lies. You're right, you're right. I broke up with her because I was trying to find myself and I knew I was going to be able to find myself with her. And so I was like, 
I'm going to break up with you because I'm still trying to figure out who I am as a person and it's not going to be healthy for me to do it with you. But at the same time, like, I was still like, but I want her in my life at all points and times. And so I was going to go back and wrap around to the question of, can you be friends with your exes? Or, like, unlike you who just literally said, I just dropped things. I just dropped I am not friends, like, friend friends, actually checking in on people, actively talking to people with any of my exes, mm-hmm. any of my ex-situationships. And um, now my my ex-boyfriend, like, we don't talk at all. And it's the healthiest thing for us. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can. I have not successfully had friendships with exes. But a lot of the time, they're ex for a reason. You know, like, <laughs> I was actually talking about this with a coworker the other day. When you date people, it's because they're your friend. But you like them just a little bit more <laughs> than your friends. Enough that you want to, like, do stuff with them in the mm-hmm. dark. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like like you you they're like on a higher level because of that it's like we got access to more things but you're my friend just like elevated you're like premium you're like a premium friend anyways that's weird i'm not gonna go with that metaphor but i'm saying (laughs) i'm saying you're on this level so then when they you know like betray you or something happens and you guys Mm -hmm. can't be together like this is very circumstantial but if it's something like oh wow this happened we can't be together anymore it's like they did something that's bad enough (laughs) That you don't want them to be your friend anymore. Like, they had to, like, surpass all of your levels of love that you're like, I really love you. You're really wonderful. Like, you are you mean more to me than friends, but you did this one thing to me. Now I don't even want you to be my friend. Like, Okay, but see, so going back to even my example, I broke up with my ex because I had to find myself and I was growing. And it different. was nothing that, that Exactly. Had to do. So that's very different. Because, like, I feel like, in the, well, I don't know. I don't know how, but I don't know. Okay, so just moving. <laughs> I, I'm still going to aim. I'm going to err on the side of you can't be friends with them only because because um, people have habits. Mm, and okay. people's relationships, like, you form kind of like, cycle, like a cycle with, with people, mm-hmm. healthy or unhealthy. They can be really healthy cycles too. Yeah. But, like, your way of interacting with people, um, like, becomes habit. So I'm saying you can't be friends with them because when you're trying to be friends with them, certain things about your relationship will always creep in or you want to be a certain way or talk a certain way or like, I just don't think you could have the same kind of relationship if they just become your friend because Mm. you're like moving into the waters of like, well, like I I don't remember when I was trying to be friends with my ex, there was almost like, okay, well, are we allowed to like hang out in this way now? Or would that be like, we're too close or should we be doing this? Or should we be talking as much as we're talking? Because it's kind of like we're in a relationship still. Like, you just go into your old habits just because that's how you've existed with the person. Mm-hmm. And, like, for better or worse. Like, it could be great, but also, like, it could just be kind of muddy. And that's the thing. So, like, I was thinking, well, not thinking. So, when it's come to, like, some of the relationships I've been I've like, I've been the person where I've dropped somebody, like, a bad habit. Because, like you were saying, you were even talking about the cyclical things of them being habits. I've dropped people, like, bad habits. Because I have to. <laughs> because that's a mood. It's a mood. It's a mood. Yeah. But at I the block same, people. Mm. Right. <laughs> they're blocked. I've, I've deleted blocked, numbers. Like, Bye. I've deleted a lot of numbers. I'd be, who's this? I love sending those text messages. Even when I have them saved in my phone, I know who exactly it is. That's so cruel. I told you I'm petty. That's cruel. I'm always just like, I don't think I have your number saved. And it's like, hey, it's been your friend for like 15 years. And you're like, New phone? <laughs> Question mark? Who this? <laughs> but no, like, 
But <laughs> part of my healing process a lot of the times is me trying to distance myself but not too quickly because I know that if I change my like habitual things with people I become off balance like I and am a creature of comfort balance sometimes sometimes but I'm a creature of comfort and if something jarring happens instantaneously I'm like I can't do this everything's falling apart around me I don't have any control over my life everything's falling apart I am going to die and like so for me, breaking up with people has always been this, like, slow burn of a thing of, like, <laughs> okay, cool, we're not dating anymore, we're not spending the night over at each other's house, but we're still texting and talking about things every single day. Okay, I'm slowly weaning myself off of it. No. And then sometimes it turns into a different habit with people, for me at least, in my experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is so not okay. <laughs> No, but I'm also just thinking about my experiences, so I'm projecting that right now, and I'm getting anxiety from hearing you be like, we still talk every day. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) No, we can't do that. Which, like, I can't, sometimes, like, I tried it. Like, I've tried dropping people really, really hard who I've had close relationships with, and it's just kind of ended, and then I'm like, okay, 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 it's day three. I was like, it's okay. You could just drink a lot of wine and then you won't think about it that's anymore. Not it's not healthy. Like, so that's why I have to do the slow burning yeah. stuff but for like, myself. How about, okay, I think we've all been here. <laughs> you know, like these days, I think, I feel like every one of my friends, every single one of my, a lot of my friends broke up with their partners when I broke up with mine. Mm, and so like weird. legitimately everybody who broke up with them, it's like, we're broken up. We're not talking anymore. A week later, he's back. She's back. They're back, or like what? But then, like it's like they pop in and out. They pop in and out for I a while, and it's and not. Out. It's like either you, it's like you doing it, or them doing it, and you're just like, is that inevitable now? Like, is there never a clean, not even clean? I don't like to say clean breakup, but like a breakup where you do break up and you go your own ways, and maybe you check in in like two years when it's healthy again. Mm. But like, I feel like these days, it's like you break up with someone, and your expectation is still to hear from them. Like even me, I was like, so like we talk when next? Like that doesn't make any <laughs> breaking up. And I'm like, so talk Monday? Uh, <laughs> I'll call you. Like it's like the reflex, like at the end of the phone call, to be like, I'll call you. I don't know. Right? I don't know because that's the thing. Like I right now, I have like a couple of situationships. Um, that didn't work out. And so now I'm like literally on this journey of healing myself through that, which is the next question, but we'll get there eventually. Um, But in those two scenarios, like it happened so quickly and then it was kind of like, I'd rather just be friends with you because you're such a good person. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's a compliment. But also at the same time, what's wrong with me? And then I had to like go through this process of being like, there's nothing wrong with you, Isaac. It's literally, they just want to be your friends. But now do you want to be their friends? Ooh, how do you feel about that? If people, as soon as people friend zone you... I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay, wait, hold on. There's so many problems with friend zoning things because friend zoning, in my mind, is this place where you put people, well, like people are put, but it's actually like this ideology that some man came up with. It was like, this girl friend zoned me and put me in this box. I don't don't use it it that way. (laughs) If someone's trying to turn me into their friend, there's a friend zone. (laughs) At any point in time, that's the literal definition I'm working with. Okay, let's go there. So at any point in time, like if you're not in a relationship, you're hanging out with a person and you're just like, I think they're cool. And in my mind, they're a friend. So I'm just going to tell them, like we're friends you're friends owning them or if you're in a relationship and then not even in a relationship you're talking let's say mm-hmm. you're talking and you guys are vibing and maybe you end up hanging out and doing stuff or whatever but then you're like actually let's just be friends friend zone okay or maybe I don't know I've never used it this way but I guess if you're in a relationship with someone and then they're like let's break up but like want to be friends like I'm just I'm trying to explore this idea of like all of a sudden like in your mind you're like I have this like physical sexual relationship with you and I have this like emotional relationship with you but now you want to be my friend 
or even I want to be their friend. How do we feel about that? I'm not even sure how I feel about that right now because I'm a little salty. I feel like a lot of people have been like, you make a great friend. I'm like, no shit, I make a great friend. I'm a good-ass friend. I know that about myself. I'm a really good friend. I'm one of the best friends you could have, but I don't know if I want you to have me now and that's, as a friend. That's And that's the whole entire thing is like, when you get to this point of, and I think in your process of healing, where like the person is still in your life and you're like, mm, I can cut them off at this point because I feel healthy enough to do so. But they're like, I really appreciate you and you as a friend. I think that's a point where you have to work in your own morale statements of being like, my morality is telling me that I should still support this person who I care about. But the thing is, is this healthy for me to continue to care about this person? And I think that's where that thing of like, should I still be friends with my ex is like that pivotal point of like, is it healthy for me to still be as close as I am to this person as I was when I was dating them? And is that going to fuel me and be something that's going to help me grow? Or was this person only here for a season? Mm. Was this person a tree limb or were they a root? Whoa, not a root, not a root. Mm -hmm. I gotta uproot all that shit. Right, I'll take a whole entire tree. Honestly, it's like, for me, I'm like, I got a lot of friends. I'm not popular, but I just have a lot of friends. I'm, you know, I've just been around the block a few times collecting friends. And Ariana and, Grande's on the list. She's down the street. <laughs> and she's and she down, down the, the street, street from a few friends. And like, <laughs> it's already hard enough for me to keep up with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard. You you only you only have you have a finite amount of time mm-hmm. in your day. And like, as an adult, you got work. And you got, like, whatever, hopefully, movement you can have, whether right. it's, like, running or yoga or whatever. And you probably have therapy if you're smart. And, <laughs> trying to get shit together. And, you know, you got all these – I got acupuncture. I got so much. I got freelance work. You know, I got the time that I just want to sit in front of the TV just, like, numb to the world. Just, like, right. an hour at least a day. Mm. So, like, you know, like, you have all these things. So, like, how much – how many more friends could you really use? Like, I was trying to build this relationship with you. So, I was actually, like – taking away from some of my personal time exactly. to give exactly. to you exactly. Exactly. as an investment, as a person that I thought, you know, like we could be mutually beneficial to each other. And so then you're like, well, I think you're a great person. It's like, well, no shit. I'm a wonderful person. So let's be friends. It's like, ah, my friend bucket is full. I got a relationship bucket. It's kind of empty. It's like, it's hollow. <laughs> you're been dropping there. Beep, beep. <laughs> It's like, and I'm just like, yo, I gave you a bucket. You trying to get into this one? There's a waiting list. There's a waiting list. It wraps around the block. You can't get into this club, sis. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. We haven't. You won't even be able to see Ariana Grande. And we don't close until five (laughs) a.m. Like fire. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I just. I don't know. It's hard for me to like move somebody from a different from one bucket to the other. Especially when you've been so like I don't know. I go back and forth. I think I think if it is like something that you feel like you can take on and it's healthy and you feel like you want this great person in your life, definitely be friends with them. Like make sure it's healthy. Mm. But I don't know. Some like a lot of the times one of the two people or multiple people. Right. If it's that like if that's the kind of relationship that you're in, like one of y'all want to still be in it. So exactly. it makes the friendship hard because you're like you're either the person who doesn't want to like step on toes and you're like, oh, I broke up with you, but I kind of need your favor, but I don't want you to think I'm using you, but like it's all these things. Mm-hmm. Or you are the one who wants to be in the relationship and you're just like, yeah, I'll do anything for you because I'm hoping that you'll get with me one day. Like it's just like too 
Or yeah. or it turns into some self-deprecating bullshit where you're like, wow, if only they thought I was better or prettier or smarter or relationship material or whatever bullshit that runs through our minds, even though it's just not true. Oh, wow. I'm like, just like, I feel like you're attacking me. I'm attacking myself me. right now. <laughs> like, it's just like, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. And I'm just like, what is that like? Is it like, it's not a bad thing for someone to be like, I want to be your friend. But I'm also like, is it pity? Like, I don't want to be with you anymore. But I still want to be But I'm going to offer up a friendship with you. Or even, like, I still, I don't want anything to, like, be with you in a romantic sense. But I want to still have the, like, ability the to have access to you in a friendship kind of way. Knowing good and well that we have this, like, other thing that was going on where you can pull from my bucket but still not have to give back in a way that I expected you to when we were going on dates and we were making out and we were having sex and we were doing all these things. Like, we've already crossed so many barriers that you can't just pull back a line and be like, this is where it's at now. That's not how that works. Right. And when my ex wanted to be friends, basically what he was hoping to do was get all the benefits of my labor but not have to put any effort because now I couldn't hold him accountable as my boyfriend. Right. That's legitimately what he was looking for. Like, I would still call him on shit because I call my friends on shit when they mistreat me and then he would be like, whoa, 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 we're not in a relationship. It's like, nah, we're not in a relationship but I can still call you on your shit. Because I do that with my friends. My friends are held accountable. Right. If you want to be my friend, this is how I'll treat you. Mm -hmm. He couldn't handle that. He had to leave. He had to go. Yeah. So anyway, let's move past that. All right. On to <laughs> healing. So how Look. have you healed through breakups in the past? I can go first. Please. I go to my therapist. Oh, yeah, of course. We talk about stuff. But even then, I've had, like, a lot of therapy sessions talking about my, um, like, things that have happened in my past where I have a hard time of letting things go and, like, getting attached to people who I think is going to be in my life for long periods of time and they're not. And this could be relationships, friendships, places, things. Like, one of, like losing my laptop was one of the most emotional Ugh. breakdowns I've ever had in my life. And yep. I'm still confused on why I'm still attached to that laptop. And I have a new one. It's your whole life. Right. And so it's like... Why is that such a, like, critical thing and, like, how to keep moving past that and put different things into my life? And, like, that's how I learned the whole entire thing of, like, I can break up with somebody and miss that person or do I miss the things that we did together? And then I can do them by myself and then I don't miss the person anymore. Like, oh, yeah. Things like that where it's, like, you can practice. And even I was when I was doing my research. <laughs> Gotta do research. <laughs> when I was Got doing research, to. they were, like, there's so many different ways that you get through a breakup, and it's like it takes people longer periods of time. It depends on how they're going to go through their process. A whole phase is a process, and don't let anybody tell you it's not healthy because it is what you do to get through what you need to get through. The whole phase? The whole phase. It is what Shit, it is. It could be your lifestyle if you want it to be. Right. Like, all of these things are coping mechanisms for people going through something when their whole entire reality is shifted. Oh, yeah. And I think it's really important to, like, even acknowledge that when you're going through your healing process is like, yeah, I'm doing all these things, and I'm going to keep doing it until it's unhealthy. And I'm going to shift and I'm going to keep doing things until it's healthy or until I'm in a healthier place to get back into a relationship or be alone for the rest of my life and just accept those realities and keep my reality the way that I want to keep it. Mm -hmm. But it's always going to shift because we live in a world that changes all the time. So you got to well, keep yeah. maneuvering and working and growing and blah, 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 blah. And I feel like what you said, I really like what you said about, like, do I miss them or miss the things we used to do so I can go do those things? Mm -hmm. I think part of my healing and, like, what helped with my, like, mind shift, um, mindset shift was recognizing, like, I wrote this down, was, like, I don't miss you, but you're missing. 
Mm-hmm. Like that concept was helpful to me because I'm like, there are so many times in my day where I'm like, you should be there, or I would tell you that, mm-hmm. or um, like, this is something that I would suggest we do together, whatever it is. It's just like, there's a constant, like, it's a constant new reality that you're not there. Mm-hmm. You're just not there. It has nothing to do with me actually missing you. You don't need to be there. Right. <laughs> you're just not there anymore. And I have to adjust to that. And so I have to keep like reminding myself like what I what I encounter not seeing you or not knowing what you're up to or whatever, it's not that I actually miss you at all. You did not add, like at that point you weren't adding any more value into my life. It wasn't healthy for me to be around you. But I do I am acknowledging that you're just missing and that I need to deal with this new reality and how can I bring that comfort that you used to bring? Um, into those spaces and it's just really like honestly getting to know myself more exactly um, and learning more about what I love with like love within myself like what can I do for myself that'll bring me the same amount of comfort and joy that you know you brought well I can take myself to yoga and I can you know practice the way that I want to practice whether that's just going to yoga and lying down Mm -hmm. like I can do that for myself I can cook meals for myself I can go to shows with Isaac I can (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, Hi, like, I'm here. <laughs> like you just, it's like, there's this, like, there's for a while, especially if it's like an extended relationship for a while, it's like all of a sudden you're relearning how to exist without quickly texting the person you're with mm-hmm. or like, I don't know, like there was like, or when I was invited to something, I automatically thought like, oh, I got to see if, if he's going to be able to go. That'd be so fun for us. And so that thought process is still existing in your mind because mm-hmm. you've like built the pathways um, but you had like you so whenever it happens you're like oh and then immediately you want to be sad like oh wow if only I was still with him if only if only if only um, but those if onlys will like literally destroy you and it doesn't yeah it just, it's just just holding you, you back I mean you have to feel them I feel like you have to feel them but at the, like there was a point where I was like well you could sit in that feeling or <laughs> you could like do this really cool thing by yourself or with a friend or like do things because you want to for you mm-hmm. and like you know you're never gonna leave you Right. So, like, You're hold on to that relationship. I like that. You better be Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to leave you. You're never going to leave you. you. You should hold on to that relationship. It's the same relationship you have with your body. You know, your body will change as you get older, but it'll always be there with you. So you should honor what body you have because right. it is carrying you through all of the shit. And, you know... It's now all clicking together why I even wanted to have this conversation, this topic <laughs> thing. So I've been reading Your Body Is Not Apology by, yeah. I think it's Sonia Renee. I can't remember what her last name is. But there's a website, Your Body yeah. Is Not Apology. Mm-hmm. And literally in the book, it's talking about, like, makes you, like, do exercise about, like, the first time that you, th- like, felt shame about your body. When was the first time you did this? When was the first time you did that? And even when it comes to breakups, like... I know whenever I break up with people, the mo- the first thing that I think about is, like, there's something wrong with me. They don't like oh, this yeah. part of me. They don't like this part of me, this, this, and this. But the thing is, all of those things, they never, like, these last situationships when that happened and I was like, you don't like me because of this. And they're just like, I've never said that. That's my favorite thing about you. I'm confused on how you got to that point. Right. And I was realizing, it's like, those things are that, that like, I keep thinking are problems are my problems with myself. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't like myself. And that's something that I have to work through. And I know, like, a lot of the times I'm, like, I'm very self-deprecating. And Nadia knows this. Like, literally everybody around me knows that I do not like myself. Yeah. But... I'm growing and I'm working through it and I'm trying to get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I love this bitch. She's the baddest bitch. Because I am the baddest bitch and I recognize that on paper. (laughs) On paper, I know I'm the baddest bitch. But like sometimes in practice, it's hard. But like that's the hardest part about it is like sometimes when you break up with somebody and your reality shifts, your reality shifts because the person who kept telling you that you were the best all of a sudden isn't there anymore. 
The person right. that you like relied on to be that vessel that was like, you're the best. This is why you you look good today. Da 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 da. I don't necessarily need that. And like, granted, like you do need that validation sometimes. Like sometimes I need to text Natty and be like, girl, do I look good? Like this is a picture I took for granted. Do I look bitch good? In the game. You the baddest bitch. <laughs> like if you can't send your best friend your nudes and be like, hey girl. Does and this look good? Like, Would you have sex with me? You're going to ruin people with that photo. <laughs> exactly. And I feel great. Nobody is going to respect themselves after seeing a photo of you. You got to tell your best friends that. You, you got to. Do these things. You have to do you these things. To. It's a duty as a best friend. Just, But it's also just honesty. <laughs> just just be honest with your friends. Be honest with your friends. But that's the whole entire thing. It's like loving yourself is the first relationship and the breakup you should never have. Yeah, no, you shouldn't break up with yourself. You should never break up with yourself. How could you? Just, you can't. I mean, you can disrespect people. yourself, but yourself is still going to be there. Like, I think um, this has been a good year for me. I've been doing a lot of self-work in my relationship and outside. So, um, like, there's a, I've, I've carried a lot of self-hate since I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I remember hating myself in fifth grade. I remember going through the thought process of looking at myself and comparing myself and hating myself and right. going home and hating myself and thinking about killing myself in fifth grade because of how much I hated myself. Like, I remember all of these things, and I've carried them for this long. long. And at this point in my life, like, I don't hate myself. In fact, I love myself more often than I don't. Mm-hmm. But as soon as something bad happens and as soon as, like, my reality is shifted, it is only natural for me to dig into that. So it's, like, reflex for me to go there. Like, even though I would say, like, my self-confidence and my self-worth is quite a bit higher than it used to be, mostly because I just am taking care of myself. So I know I'm, I know that I'm putting in the good work that I sh- should do to, like, maintain a healthy lifestyle. Like, my brain will be like, oh, somebody doesn't like you anymore. It's because of X, Y, and Z. And it just reverts back to, like, not square one, because I've already done a ton of work, but it, it, it reverts back to square one of my thought processes. Mm-hmm. And I have to work my way out of them again. And so it's, I've spent too much time hating myself not to be familiar with it. So I go mm-hmm. home. I go home to my hateful self. And, um, and like, working through that is, is so important, but it's, for, for a lot of people, it'll always be there. Always. And, like, trying to figure out, like, what are healing things that can keep you from digging too far into that? Because now, like, these thoughts will enter my mind. And I know, like, okay, well, if I tell somebody, they're going to tell me that it's not true. Let's start there. Let's text Isaac or let's, you know, like, right. <laughs> like let's start there and be like, oh, do you think it's because of this? Oh, do you think that he hates me because he knows that my ex feels this way? Like, go into all these things that are not true. Speak speak the madness out, okay? Literally. <laughs> Spit it out oh, of your mind. Actually, God. that's what that was like. Lettucey, one of her things was like, just get the negative stuff out of your body. Say it. Write it down. Tell a friend. Tell a th- therapist write it like just get it out of your body because it doesn't it shouldn't exist there like don't don't like force it down with wine like i try to do sometimes or used to do i mean everybody tries to like like, self-medicate yeah but like just get it out in a productive way like go to the gym and beat on a boxing bag get it out you don't need it and then once you get it out you can actually start working on healing like Mm -hmm. you can actually do the things like eat a meal if you've been putting it off eat Eat a meal. meal It's going to help you. You're going to think a lot more clearly. Suddenly, you're not going to hate yourself. In fact, you're probably going to love the mac and cheese you warmed up. Mm. God, I want that right now. Do do something that's healing after you've gotten the negative stuff out. Like, put on a face mask. Mm. Mm. Love they cost like mask. three to four dollars. Not even. So, you it can get cheaper ones. Literally 79 cents. Wow, I didn't know that. Walgreens. 
gotta go to Walgreens. I'm just saying, like, do something nice. Do something nice for yourself because you deserve something nice. But first, just get all the negative stuff out uh. and then then move on to some, like, good healing. Ask your friend to make you a meal. They'll do it. They'll do it. They'll Nadia do it because they love it. you. Nadia will do it. I, I will do that. Because <laughs> if I make Nadia... a meal for someone else, I'm also making a meal for myself. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and I Eat love food. Go. Like, do you just, it. like, do, I don't know, and ask for help. Ask for help. Literally, I, I hate asking for help. I hate asking for help. But the thing is, <laughs> if I don't ask for help, I can't help myself. Yeah, no, it's true. There's there's so many things about asking for help that is so important. But I like love how we were talking about breakups and then we went right back to the relationship that really matters, the one with ourselves. No, it's true. It's, it's so true. Good. You're always with yourself and mm. Like, and you can never I, break up with yourself. That was such a powerful thing. We should put it on a shirt. We should. I just, I don't know. I feel like I've really, like, dug into my love for myself recently. Like, just, there's nothing, like, there's just nothing, like, being at work and you're like, wow, this is a really hard day or this is a really frustrating meeting. And thinking, like, but later, you could go home to yourself and, like, be on your couch and do whatever you want to do. Whether it's, like, you want to read a book, you want to write, you want to order some takeout, order the takeout. You can do that with yourself. And I and get I get so hype about it these days. Like I I used to hate spending time by myself, but I live for it. I live for it. It's such a good time. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm relearning how to like spend time by myself because like I love playing video games by myself. Yeah. I love playing story get video games that I could like dive into a story and it's not even escapism anymore. It's like I put myself into the character. I'm like, look at me running through the forest, living <laughs> the awesome. best life. But anyway. That's besides the point. Is there any closing thoughts about breakups, loving yourself, self-loathing that you don't do no more because we've grown and we've done growth because therapy and other things because <laughs> Natty is a bad bitch? I mean, I self-loathe sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> do not get it twisted. Um, other things about breakups. Other things about breakups. Any advice? They happen. Uh, they happen. I think that um, people get really hung up on breakups and what ifs? What ifs? Mm. Um, and and also, okay, this is something that I get used. I still get stuck in, and I feel like I'm working through it. Is that you think like, well, everybody hasn't worked, so I'll never find anyone. Guess what? <laughs> You're gonna keep having that feeling until you find someone. Like you have to come to that realization that. Like, it's not that you're just going to find dead ends. It's that it's a dead end so that you can move on to the next one and the next one might be the right one. You just don't, you have to keep experiencing it mm -hmm. until you get to the right one for you at the time of the season or the moment. Or like, just enjoy all of those pieces. You're going to keep running into dead ends until you don't. Yeah. And so like, like and don't self don't self sabotage by thinking this is what I do to myself. I'm like, well, I'm always gonna be in an abusive relationship. It's like, nah, you've done a lot of work and you identify it a lot sooner and you call people on their shit a lot sooner and you put you put yourself in a lot better situations than you used to. So like, you're just working. You're doing the necessary work and you're gonna find your diplomat. Right. Your Nigerian diplomat is gonna treat you like a queen. <laughs> Your dreams. My dreams. Standing. I'm a fine. I'm looking everywhere. I'm doing the work. I you look everywhere and You're I talk to right. everybody because I know he's out there. And he's just waiting for me to take care of me. Yeah. To make me meals. <laughs> and buy me clothes. To buy me clothes. I like how I said me because I was talking about myself because your Nigerian diplomat's going to get me clothes. He's going to take care of us both. Like, yeah, I got I dreams. Know. I got dreams. And if he doesn't want to respect my friends, <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you gotta, gotta get, get with, with my, my friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's yes. <laughs> I guess my closing thoughts would 
be, you know, don't turn cul-de-sacs into streets because you can't. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, if you're <laughs> at a dead end, you cannot turn it into a road that you can keep. Like, you don't have an off-road vehicle. We don't, we're not on a <laughs> I dirt bike. I certainly don't. I certainly don't. Like, you cannot force a relationship that's not going to work out because And you shouldn't have to. You should not have to push through pain to get to happiness unless it's like growth pain and it's just you being uncomfortable if it's literally too painful for you to get through it to the day-to-day do not stay there don't force it Mm -mm, don't force it person you're supposed to be with will welcome you with open arms do not force a relationship do not talk somebody into a relationship it might be a struggle but it better not be a like it's not a fist fight it's not you going home and crying and thinking about how this person's going like going to do something wrong every single day. Mm-mm. It's not you going into this, like, frenzy of, like, cognitive dissonances created by a relationship. Like, you can't, no. I mean, no. if you go through that just because, like, because <laughs> that's your day-to-day with yourself, I understand. But it's with yourself, <laughs> but, which is a relationship you can't get out of. But if a person is causing that? Don't do that. Uh-uh. Do that, get, that out, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. <laughs> run, get run, out, run, 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 run. Please run. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess that's us and breakups and stuff mm. like that, so we should. Oh, and eat a lot of cake. <sighs> Shout out to, sorry, the Wandering Goose. I just went there for the first time for brunch. I'm going to try to be there every weekend. They got bomb cake. I got this lemon cake. And the cake is huge, so the slice they give you is just massive. And you could just eat it all day if you want to. I did. (laughs) I did, and it changed my life. I think about that cake every day, and it makes me feel whole. So, I don't know. Eat some cake. There was a slice that you were missing from your life. Mm-hmm. There's a few more slices that are missing. <laughs> and I'm ready for my diplomat to deliver them. <laughs> Key to my heart is through cake. <laughs> and we're back with who made the baked beans? Who made them baked beans? Who? Let me get a bubble bath. <laughs> I still don't understand how you don't like Big Mouth. It's such a okay, good show. I can't. Let's not do that right now. Oh, okay, I don't okay, want to do okay, that right okay, now. Okay, Who okay. made the baked beans? Listen, y'all need to send us questions and just like commentary. We did get a lot one week, so we're just going to go into We're going to dig into that right now. It's not. Yes. We're not digging in. That's a segment, but you know what I'm saying. And like when it's part of your regular day vernacular, it's hard you gotta to dig in. But even with that, like we're going to eat some of these baked beans that oh. were made by who? Ooh, we had a question about abusive behavior. Yes. And gaslighting. I know gaslighting was from from my friend from college, Alex Esposito. She wanted to hear about um she wanted us to dig into like gaslighting behavior, which mm-hmm. I am pretty That's, good at. Yeah, gaslighting. As a black is, woman. God damn it. I'm pretty good at it outside of relationships. Inside <laughs> I'm gaslit literally all the time. Inside relationships. Gaslighting is a natural thing that's done by people who have power and control and don't want to give it up to anybody else. It's literally done by people in, like, corporate offices. It's done by people in, like, managerial spaces. It's done by, like, literally, like, abusive-ass relationships. But, like... Being, like, a person of color, being any marginalized identity at all, like, you know what it feels like to be gaslit. And the hardest part about gaslighting, especially in relationships, is recognizing it and then telling somebody and getting them to believe it. Right. So basically people are denying the experience that you had. So if you're, like, if you're a person who's, like, I experienced this and somebody responds with, like, 
a lot of questions. Like they want you to prove it and or they're just like, nah, that doesn't happen. That is called gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) Or like invalidates your feelings. Like, oh, you know what? It made me feel this way. And they're trying to alter your reality and say, "Mm, nah, bish, you felt this way. Like, I'm just trying to put it in simplest terms. How else would you describe gaslighting to someone who doesn't know it? Literally somebody telling you that like, oh, but somebody else has it worse. That's my, that's my, that's the one that track, like, I like am triggered. Like I throw things. I'll start like flying. (laughs) About to throw this mug in the studio. Like I will literally take flight (laughs) and like jump on a broom and just take y'all ass out and like hex everyone. Like I don't. That's not all right. People shouldn't (laughs) be saying that shit anymore. (laughs) Like literally it's like those things like set me off. I remember, there was like this period of time I think it was like 2014 and it was right after Ferguson where mm-hmm. all the people were like Isaac you're making all these bold claims like do you have any statistics I hate when white men ask me for statistics I like when people ask me for statistics in general on my experience believe me <laughs> how about how about that like how, how about that <laughs> how about that how about that don't I'm catch me nowhere that catch during me nowhere. meetings believe how me how about, how about that, that? <laughs> Like, it's so frustrating when you're just like, hey, I just walked out of a meeting where this white man interrupted me and spoke over me. And I understand why that happened. And this is how I felt about it. And they're like, but, you know, that's not, mm, that doesn't sound typical. It doesn't, like, like, just all of a sudden it's like, it doesn't matter because we don't really think that would happen on a regular basis. So we're going to pretend like it didn't happen. So squash those feelings. And... Be normal. My ex's favorite way to gaslight me was to, uh, like, the fight that I was trying to have, he would turn it into another one. So if I'm like, well, this is what you did, and actually that was really hurtful, and, like, let's talk about ways that we can avoid that. Like, I know you you It doesn't even sound like a fight. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting, because I'm a grown-ass adult who can have conversations like an adult Whatever, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not salty. And then he'd be like, wait, but this happened and this happened and this happened. It's your fault. And suddenly I was like, I caused this whole fight. There's something wrong with me. And he'd be like, yeah, something's wrong. But you know, but, but I still, but you know, I still appreciate you. And you know what? We'll get past that. Suddenly it's on me. And I didn't even know. So <laughs> basically, gaslighting life. is mon- it's like a monstrosity that, like, everybody utilizes. I mean, I know, like, before I was, like, going through my growth and stuff, it's so easy to gaslight it somebody is. when you have power over them. Or if you're in any kind of dynamic where they rely on you in any kind of way, you could literally gaslight your dog if you wanted to. Don't do that. Yeah, why would you do that? That's They're wholesome true. and they literally can't even understand English. But, like, could. <laughs> not English, but, like, human speech in general. <laughs> I was wow. like, dogs be speaking all kinds of languages. <laughs> Whether or not we understand them is the real problem. Yeah, yeah. We need to talk more to dogs. Got to center dogs in our conversation. <laughs> now you can gaslight the hell out of anybody in any situation. You can gaslight your friends. Yeah, like it's just the worst. And I like honestly, especially working in like a homeless youth shelter, Mm. watching kids gaslight each other who have gone through like certain levels of trauma or seeing them respond to people because you know they've been through like a situation where somebody has told them something over and over and reiterated to them to the point that they believe in themselves. Mm. Like going back to like being in love with yourself, somebody can gaslight you out of your own body. 
They can gaslight you yeah. to the point that you hate yourself because you think everything you do is wrong and everything that happens to you is your fault. Oh, wow. Cool. That was just a little, <laughs> real little say, preview <laughs> into my last relationship. Really... And it will, oh, like, God. mess... Like, it'll just mess you up. It'll just mess you up. I was gaslit by, um, like, my first... I think it was my first professional job. My mm-hmm. boss would gaslight the hell out of me where I would go into meetings and they would be like, this is what you should do. And I would take all the notes and I would go out and I would deliver exactly that. And my boss would be like... That's not what I asked you to do. And like it would be it was over and over and over again. I was like, I must be stupid. I am not gay. I would record stuff. I would, and and then I was like, this guy is just literally making it's crazy making. He's making this is ridiculous. And then so into my next job and even to like into my jobs today, there's a piece of me that's always like, oh, did I get it right? I probably got it wrong. Oh, well, I'm probably doing it wrong. I like in my next job, I asked for so much approval up front that my boss, who's this wonderful woman, was just like you don't need to do this. You're very good at your job. That's why I hired you. You're capable. Forget all of the other stuff. Because they, like, this man had gaslit me into thinking that I was completely incompetent. No. You did, they, yeah. Just, it's, uh, it's, it's a powerful it's thing. I, it's so abusive. No, it was like um, when I was in undergrad, my professors, like, because I was in, like, a very, very difficult private school, they refused to give people A's. Like, they refused to give people A's to the point that when I went to grad school and I would write stuff, my professor's like, I'd be like, I don't think I did really well on that paper, so I understand if you give me a low grade. And my professor's like, this is PhD level writing. Like, I don't understand why you're even coming to me saying this is a bad paper. You, like, went five pages over the (laughs) max limit, and then you turned in two different drafts, and I didn't even ask for a draft. Like, I get, (laughs) like, I had to unlearn all of the, like, gaslighting and the expectations of these people who didn't even know me or actually cared for me to grow and so, like to the point when I found people who actually cared about me it was so scary because I was just like I'm just gonna mess up and they're gonna hate me like that's how mm-hmm. effective gaslighting is I've never been gaslit in a relationship though however which is kind of nice what an understatement which is kind well you know and it's so sneaky sometimes gaslighting can be so sneaky you don't even know it could go it could go so quick and in fact like there was a period of time where i was just like yes i'm living my life ain't nobody gaslighting me (laughs) because i have been consistently gaslit in most of my relationships unfortunately and and i didn't realize what it was until like you know i did a lot of growth and i realized what was actually happening but um it can be it can be like a small thing. I'm trying to even think of an example. It doesn't really matter. But it can be a small thing and suddenly like you're like, oh, yeah, that that is what, what happened. Like they can just flip a situation on you so quick. And people don't – they don't always know when they're gaslighting. Like people, people don't actually even know the term a lot of the times. So if you're in a relationship and you're like, I think you're gaslighting me, you know, your partner might be like, what's that? <laughs> because they don't even know. But it's, it's manipulative behavior. It needs to be checked. It has to be checked. Like it needs to be shut down. And, because it's so uh, it's so emotionally abusive. It's actually a relationship you should not be in if you're consistently being gaslit yeah. and like being vocal about the fact that it should not be happening and this is how it's affecting you. And if your partner doesn't care or like isn't accountable, then like, you gotta get out. You gotta go. And that's the thing. So the best way to combat gaslighting, mm. that my first first and foremost, if you feel like you're being gaslit, run it by several people. 
<laughs> I like I don't I understand like some people are like I want to keep my relationship private. Look, if you feel like you're going through some shit, tell at least five other people. Put it on the internet. Put it on the <laughs> internet. Be like, can you read this message real quick to me? Like it could be complete total stranger. Be like, does right. this person sound like this? Like this? And, like the thing is, people recognize gaslighting when they're not in the situation mm-hmm. very very easily. Like mm-hmm. I remember I got that text message from um, a person I was like talking to at the time, and I had sent it to like multiple people, and I was like, does this person like? is this bad? And they were like, yes, Isaac, literally he called you aggressive and you know what that means when he's talking about a black body. Like you need to like literally pull the fucking plug on this whole entire thing. And I was like, no, but maybe I was being aggressive. Like I didn't even realize, wow, I was gaslighted in a relationship. Okay. And so, (laughs) (laughs) sneaky. Like like also, if you are really, really private, really, 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 really private and and you're like, let me just figure it out. Think about... (laughs) If the same thing happened to your best friend, what advice would you give that person? Because I realized that when I flip things around and I'm like, hmm, if that would have happened to Isaac or if that would have happened to Christina, I'd want to kill them. (laughs) I'd come for their whole life. Like you got to flip it around because when you are in the relationship, you get so engrossed by the nuances of like this other person. Like, oh, they were having a bad day. Oh, well, they've been going through this tough time. Oh, well, you know, like someone's literally after their life. Like all of these things. You can you can tell yourself all of these things and talk yourself out of really looking into what's going on in your relationship. So just like remove yourself from the equation and decide like what would what would I say if this was happening to Nadia, my favorite human in the world? Just use me as an example. You don't want I bad mean. things to happen to me. So just put me in that example. And if someone's saying some shit to me, you better defend my ass. Or, or we're going to have to box. Like, I'm going to have to fight you on principle. I'll reach out to you. I'll know. <laughs> I know everything. No, that's not true. That's not true. I miss a lot. But okay, that's I think, like, I think that's good. I think that's yeah. good. We answered that question. Somebody else wanted to, us to talk about abuse, and that is tied to it. Gaslighting. Gaslighting is like the. It's pervasive. It's, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like that's a, like one of the cornucopias of like how you get into an abusive relationship where somebody starts like physically abusing you and like stuff like that. Because that's that mental turmoil of like changing your mind and warping you to believe that you are the problem. And then you get hit in the face and you're like, I'm the problem. I'm not going to. They're do, hitting yeah. me because I did something wrong. Right. And that's literally like what gaslighting right. is. And, or, well, and a lot of the times I have to stay. Because I'm the one who caused this. So that's why and a so lot of people stay right. in abusive relationships because they're like, well, I did this one thing and they told me this. And also this happened. Like, there's a lot of reasons for me to be here because they're telling me there's a lot of reasons for me to still be here. I'm going to stay. Yeah. All it's this a psychological game. It's a psychological game. But if you have any more questions. Don't play that game either. Mm. Don't play that oh, game. God. <laughs> Find another game. Play Scrabble. I love how I'm trying to run away game. from the game in this conversation. I'm like, if you have any more questions. Can you imagine if gaslighting was a video game? I would die. <laughs> <laughs> no Can one we... create that. No one create that. Although, I feel like that's if important. If it helps people navigate. Yeah, I feel like that's important. Ooh. We should probably come up with that. Mm, if anybody made a video game about gaslighting, or if they are interested in creating a video game about gaslighting the ways to get through it, to use as a like thing or tool for like evidence-based practices or whatever because you know i'm a social worker at heart we gotta we could do it we could do it i want to do it we should do we could create a game we're gonna partner with whoever actually can do the stuff yeah somebody who can do the stuff we're gonna create the content yeah we got you and you just make the game okay okay that's gonna be our first million (laughs) that's the first million right there first million we'll work on the second million next (laughs) podcast
<laughs> so if you have any more questions, send an email to thetablepod at gmail.com or slide into the DMs of any of our social media accounts, including me and Nadia's. Slip in. So. Slide, slip and slide. <laughs> When? I love hearing from you most of the time unless I'm busy and then I forget to respond and I apologize, but I'll get back to you. You ready, you ready, you ready. Being transparent. Yep. So it's been a day. It's been a whole ass day. And you know, we made this meal mm. and we got to make a plate to go. I love to go plates. Yo, so me and Nadia <laughs> went to this Healy Justice space. Yes, we did. And you know, they had food at the end of it. And oh. I'm just like, I literally looked at Nadia and I'm like, what if they gave us to go plates? Like, I got so excited at the idea of a to go plate. And I was like, we're not getting to go plates unless they give us spoil to put over the top. I was being extremely like prescriptive about my needs. Right. I spoke it into existence because then they had plates. And they had foil. That's right. And we <laughs> got to go plates, and we were so hype Ugh. about it, and it was such a good time. And there was cake at this event. Oh god, there were plantains. This pasta, you don't even understand pasta until you had this pasta. Mm. We don't even know the name of this business. They didn't share that information. It yeah. was somebody out of the goodness of his heart catered Catering. the event, and literally like did not like ask for like a certain amount of money. No. He was like, if you can just give me what you can, because it was um D is it D and D A. I think so. Like, Let's Talk Race. It was a program that was being set up by um, an organization in West Seattle. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. They have, like, all these different series about racism and stuff like that. And so we went to the Healing Justice one, which was talking about incarcerating, like, black and brown youth and how to work with them and get them through their traumas and stuff like that. But what we really need to talk about is the food. (laughs) (laughs) The food was important. The food was so good. There were black beans and rice. And what else? What else? What else? What else did oh, I eat? God. There were sliders. God, the the sliders, sliders were so There was a kale good. salad that had beets in it. Wow. Just I like, wasn't even prepared to eat the beet, and then I ate the beet, and I was like, mm, I don't even like beets that much, but it was so good. It's like they were trying to make me fall in love with them. <sighs> I, we are in love with them because we're going to go back. I haven't stopped talking about the meal. I talked no. about it to everybody that I've seen. I literally like could not wait to eat it when I woke up the next day. I ate it the next um, evening. I made it my treat. Mm, so I was like, if you good. get through this work, uh, you can eat your treat. I even made a soup for the week, knowing I still had this plate. Because I was like, if you make it now, while you got some time, you'll have more meals. But while you're cooking, you can enjoy this nice to-go plate. God. Compliments of the restorative justice and healing free training that we went to is bomb. It was Anyways. so good. It was so good. So we love to-go plates. Which we're giving you one today. <laughs> but first, we got to talk about our main man, Daniel. Daniel. You know what Daniel showed up to, <laughs> to the studio today? In? What? He's what wearing time? jorts. Yes! I, I love seen, a good jort. I haven't seen someone rock a good jort in a long time, but, especially not here. Not in this cold weather, but he was wearing booty jorts. Mm. Love a good booty jort. Definitely showing off his skin. Yes. A lot of skin. Very bright, very bright skin. Because, you know, he wasn't, I don't know, I'm not trying to critique. uh, You know I'm always about Daniel. You know I'm always about, but, like, I don't know if he was, like, he knew what he was getting into when he put on the shorts. Yeah. Like, stopping probably traffic. Yeah, because it was, like, it's very fluorescent, which matches (laughs) the shirt he was wearing. Mm. Because he's just, like, if I'm going to stop traffic with my shorts, better stop traffic with my shirt. What kind of shirt? It's just a highlighter, yellow, like Ooh. flannel. Ooh, flannel. Yeah. Flannel, like long sleeve, too. Long sleeve. 
Wow. He's giving us lumberjack realness, but fashion. And yeah, well, it's got to stay a little bit colors. warm. It's not raining warm. right now in Seattle, mm-hmm. which is weird, but... So let your legs go out, but keep your arms warm. Because, right. you know, more floor, like, there's more blood that flows through your legs because it's a bigger muscle. Right. And he's wearing Uggs. Yeah. So, like, he's keeping his feet, like, real warm. And my mom always said, you keep your feet warm, your body will be warm. Yeah, you just got to <laughs> cover your head and your toes and your fingers and you're good. Yeah. The yeah. your body will... Like acclimate, 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 acclimate. That's the word. Yeah, he definitely. These Uggs have been worn mm-hmm. past their prime. Yeah, they um, had to be vintage. Yeah, yeah. Vintage he probably ones. got them at the goodwill because yeah. he understands his worth and mm-hmm. his. You know, he knows he knows himself and he knows his worth. And you shouldn't have to spend too much money on fashion, especially if you can go to Goodwill or Ross to get like especially versions. Uggs. It's like come on, oh, God. Nordstrom Rack. Thinking. He probably got those straight out of Australia and got them from an Australia Goodwill. Probably cost, cost him ten dollars. At the most. At the most. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Oh, God. I don't know. And I don't know. It's pretty. It's just, it's really like just like trying to get through the day to day life of living in Seattle with your jorts and highlighter flannels and yeah. Uggs that are from Australia, from an Australian Goodwill. Yeah, just, no, that's real. Just flexing. Just, that's our Daniel. That's our Daniel. Always Missed him so up. much. It's been so long. It has. It has. Oh. <sighs> What else? Flowers. Flowers. We could definitely get flowers. But first, I just really want to say and vent about the fact that people in Seattle, in the greater Seattle area, because it's not just Seattle, I don't know what it is about y'all not looking both ways before you cross the street. I don't. They just walk (laughs) out in front and expect traffic to stop. I do. Like, you're not Noah. Crossing through and like parting the, the sea. Yeah, parting the That's sea. That's Moses. Oh. I don't even read the Bible and I know Moses parts the seas. Noah's on the ark with the animals. There's uh. two of each kind. <laughs> <laughs> but Moses, Moses be parting that Red Sea. Well, look, 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 look. I got facts. <laughs> you do have facts. You fact checked me. You fact checked me. Nobody's Moses. You gonna cause a car crash. That's true. That's and you true. know good and well. You know I be driving. I'm from Kansas. I don't know these laws. <laughs> I'll just be driving. I'll just be minding my own business. Yeah, people, and people don't care. Literally, I was on the highway today. Uh-oh. I was just driving. Why was this man walking across <laughs> the highway? But clearly, everybody was stopping like it was a sidewalk. Sis, it wasn't a sidewalk. Because it was the highway. Pedestrians have the right way. On the highway? Yes, because you can't just hit a person. I mean, yes, it's not a deal. I wasn't can in they a construction be ticketed? zone. Can they be ticketed for walking on the highway? I don't know. You gotta know. be. But anyway. It's worse than jaywalking. God, just look both ways before you cross the street. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't always do that. <laughs> but I understand. I don't have a car here, so I don't really think about it from the driver's perspective. I'm That's thinking right. I'm walking. Right. You better watch where I walk. Somebody almost hit me the other day. This man in a big white truck. And it wasn't even, it was like, it was actually like a crosswalk because it was like, um, like part of the sidewalk, but it was... The what is it like the exit from a parking lot, like basically they're they're coming okay, over cool, the cool, sidewalk, cool, cool. Yeah, exiting yeah, yeah. a parking lot, and like he should definitely look before he pulls out over a sidewalk. You're right, you're right. And like right. I was walking, minding my own business, not looking because I'm like I'm good and well on the sidewalk. There's no confusion. I had my headphones on, and I realized that this white pickup truck was getting too close. Closer and closer. And so I jumped back. I was like, this guy's going to hit me. And he still has no idea he almost hit me. He's just chilling in his truck. So I go up to the window. I knock on the window. I say, excuse me. (laughs) I use that voice. Excuse me. And he looked at me. I gave him the finger and I walked off. Because what are you? Because I'm a bad bitch. Let these hoes know. (laughs) I just wanted him to understand 
The consequences. He tried to honk at me and get my attention. I was already gone. I had to get to yoga. <laughs> Look, you had to I get had your zen. To be. You had to get your zen back. Right. He like completely threw me off. He threw off my reality. <laughs> I needed to bring it back. I needed to get comfort from myself. Exactly. So, That's good. Anyways. But yeah. So flowers to people who look both ways before they cross the street and don't pull out before they hit Nadia when she's walking down the street. Well, we'll definitely get some flowers to them. Yeah. I'll give some flowers to my coworker. Um, Emily, she's the bombest. <laughs> she's so great. We do communications, just the two of us. Mm. And like, it's literally like, it's just the two of us holding down a thousand plus team of central communications. And oh it's an gosh. uphill battle because people don't value communications. And just think about how much engineers value communications. Y'all don't even check your emails. Y'all don't even check your emails. I love uh, how you're attacking a group of people. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, I don't even feel bad about it. I work with them every day. They know me. (laughs) And they know Emily, too, because Emily is a joy and a wonderful person to work with. And sometimes we just get together for our meetings, like our weekly meetings, and she'll be like, let's just get coffee and not talk about work. And I'm like, yep. Yep, that's where I'm at, too. Let's go somewhere, talk about other things, because that's the kind of true friendship we have. Hmm in our working relationship. She's the coolest. Yeah. And she's from Detroit, which you're going to. Yes. Um, Shout out to Diane Burkholder, who helped me fundraise my way to this conference I'm going to, Race Forward by Facing Race. It's in Detroit, Michigan. It's a bi-yearly conference. Okay. Did I say bi-yearly? Yeah, you meant bi-annual, but that's okay. No. Is it annual? two years? How do you say that? Biannual is twice a year. Yeah, I don't know. I'm but it could also sense. be like bi-weekly could mean every other week. Every other week. But also, That's really strange. Wow, this is like a It happens conundrum. every other year. Yeah, it happens every other year. And so <laughs> this year it's in Detroit, Michigan, and... Um, it has like a bomb keynote speakers. The woman who created the Me Too movement is going to be there. Adrian Marie Brown, who created Emergent Strategies, is going to be there. It's one of my favorite organizing books. Um, there's going to be all these different cool panels that a lot of people are going to be on. And like, I'm surprised that like out of all the people who were trying to go to this in my like Seattle cohort of friends, including Nadia, I'm the only one who got to go. <laughs> I didn't have the budget. Right. Yeah. My friend Shomia is going to be doing a breakout session. Shout out to Shomia for being the baddest. Yeah. So it's just like it's gonna be a really great time, and I'm like so excited to go. Yes. But Di- I could literally not have gone without Diane and like the pennies that were given to me. Awesome. So yes, all those folks deserve flowers. Yes, everybody. Um, anybody else? I'm not oh, feeling no. very like generous right generous. now because I know that if like... I get off here, I can go eat something. Yeah, it was time to go eat. I'm sorry. Like, I'm gonna give a flower to whoever. <laughs> Gives me food next. Right. The person that we get to go get food from, thank you. Shout out to yeah. you. You're the best. You're the best for feeding um, us. But yeah, thank you always to Jack Straw Cultural Center for yep. letting us use your space. Um, and also, just some few announcements that are coming up. Um, yo, Nadia, I don't know if I've told you this, but we're building a website. <laughs> I'm always the last to know. No, you did tell me this. Yeah. It's just been like... Not on my the top of mind. Yeah, so we're gonna have a website and it's coming right. to be launched like very soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, can I know before the launch? Yeah, I'll let can you I like look at it? And we can look at it together. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess. I, I guess. I, 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 we got to take pictures for it, so we're gonna have to do a photo shoot for it. Yeah, you know, shout we out to be DJ cute. Egg White. DJ Egg White, <laughs> pew, pew, who will pew, be pew, taking pew. our photos. Y'all hear? You'll hear more about. Yeah, him, so. I love DJ Egg White. Yeah, he's my he's fave. The um, and then, like, you know, all the people who are working with me on this website. And then, um, yeah, we have, like, some social media interactions that we're trying to do. So stay tuned for those things. But basically, yes. we're going to have a conversation about this episode whenever it drops 
on Ooh. Thursday. This Thursday? Yep. I'm available. Which is probably the day that it'll <laughs> drop. So today or next Thursday. Depending We're going to have a conversation. Yep. On social media. But like you have to follow us on the socials to actually have those conversations with us. So follow check us. into us at the underscore table underscore pod on all social media websites. So yeah. And if you want to like have the conversation and you don't feel like following us, just use hashtag the table talk. Oh, that's so easy. You yeah. make it so easy, Isaac. I try my best. My social media engagement game is strong. I'm surprised I, I didn't get that. a degree in it. I respect that. Yeah. I've been doing social for other people that I've just not been doing social for myself lately. I've been tuning out of the social. Yeah. But, but you know what? I'm here. I'm back. I'm black. I'm living. Because you're not a mocha grande. I was going to say I'm not a mocha grande. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as I was living, I'm like, and I'm not a mocha grande. Um, but I do respect Ariana for giving me just like really something to dig into today. I love the message. Mm. I love your outfits. Yeah. Um, love yeah. that high pony. I love that song. Yes. <laughs> I love that song, No Tears Dry on there. <laughs> Why do I love it so much? I don't know. I actually like question myself. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, what's happening to you? But I listen to this song. Often. Often. Like, you know, when you're showering. No tears. And you're just like, yes. Yes. Like, you just get it. Anyways. But you know, we got to leave out of here. We so. got to go. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>